This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text the show on 81215, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Guess what, Frank? Um, Thursday. Oh, close, but not quite. What if that had been right? That, that, would, would, have been, that would have been terrifying. Oh, man, the whole the whole atmosphere of the show would have changed if that had been the right answer. You'd have I've, been afraid of me. Eerie. I've just noticed mm. they've already, they've been quick, they've already changed your Wikipedia to include your MBE. Have they really? I never look at my Wikipedia because I imagine it'll say stuff that will... Um, bring me to my knees physically <laughs> the reason I do I'm not proud of this I do it sometimes just to check your birthday it's quite handy oh yeah, it, yeah. Uh, that is a good yeah no one has really got any reason for missing my birthday okay. but they find them mm. <laughs> oh they find them <laughs> oh I only just about made it this morning um people of um, Britain um, because uh, oh and there'll be other people listening as well um I'm standing in the middle. I'm I'm standing in the middle of my road, looking for the car. Yeah, I've got Lucy, the assistant producer, saying, "No, he's he's outside your house." He's told me, and I said, "Well, I I'm, I'm I do I have got a bad sense of direction, but I can find the way from my house to the pavement outside my house." <laughs> anyway, the bloke was like fifteen, ten or fifteen minutes late, and I recently. Um, filmed a documentary series about uh, the 18th century writers Alexander Pope and Jonathan Swift. And mm. I had, for three weeks, I had a car home and a car back every day, and three of them arrived at the right place and the right time out of all those. Mm. And at no point did I ever get an explanation or apology of any kind. So this morning I thought, he's not going to say anything at all, the bloke. It was yeah. 15 minutes. So I got in. And we're not talking, uh, in case you have a picture of me in a deluxe limo. <laughs> it's we're really talking not. I've like, seen you, it. you know those magic trees where the scent went out of them in 1997? <laughs> yeah. It's one of those. Of course, you get almost look like they'd have those beaded seat covers. Yeah, I haven't seen one of those for a while. Um, I think that's just the way the nylon comes up on the seat covers. <laughs> but anyway. Um, so the bloke said absolutely nothing, and I mm. said absolutely nothing because I'm, I now accept that being late and in the wrong place is such a commonplace to these blokes that I should no Please further, I would no further speak about that than I would about the rising and the setting <laughs> of the sun. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> It is not a conversational piece. It's just something that happens over and over and over. So no, he didn't. He didn't say sorry. I was fifteen minutes. Like, I was in the. I was in completely the wrong play. He didn't say anything. And I, I've come to accept it. They've broken my spirit. Do you think there's some sort of policy where if if they, they're sort of on, on the advice of their lawyers, if they admit it, then you get some sort of refund or something? Uh, well, so they're told to just play it straight. I think they've just got bored of speaking about that, which is perpetual. <laughs> is it? Yes. Is it a bit like when you you're always given that advice, aren't you? When you if you have an accident, never say sorry. 
when you get out of your car. You know, people always say yeah. that to you. you know Don't what? apologise. Mm. So- I've got no idea now. If I was in a road accident, mm. I have no idea what you do anymore. I'm, someone told me you don't exchange phone numbers. Any, I don't exchange phone numbers. I said, bloke drives into my car and two weeks later he says, can you do a charity do in Brentford? <laughs> on my phone. No, um, no, I don't give him, what am I going to give him my agent's number? What would you That's do? Good, yeah. I think you'd call your PA. Yeah, but you know, I think she's on work to rule at the moment, so I've got to get her within her hours. It's, I mean, I don't honestly don't know what I do. What do you do now if you have a car crash? I had one. I'm talking about a prang. Mm. I mean, I'm prang. I'm talking about prangs. I'm not talking about if I'm being cut out with oxyacetylene <laughs> equipment. <laughs> should I give them my phone number? What I believe the Americans refer to as a fender bender. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Talking about a fender bender? Yeah, I thought that was uh, Yuri Geller's <laughs> tour name. <laughs> It's the big finale for Yuri Geller. It's yeah, exactly. spoons all the way up till Fender. Yeah, so wait till you get to your cars on the car park, you will see the last part of my show. Yeah, um, I don't know. Was there a question? No, no uh, it was to do with accidents. It was to do with road accidents, and you were wondering what one does in yeah, that situation. Yeah, I, I don't know what... Do you still exchange? I mean, there'll be loads of people out. Well, I had I'll one be, not long ago, Frank. Mm. Their fault... I didn't apologise. The, the gentleman was charming. Oh, he did apologise. Okay. He was so clearly in the wrong. I'm so sorry. My insurance company called me. This is exciting radio. My insurance company called me and said, I'm afraid he's denying any responsibility. Yeah, that's what usually happens. Because mm. <laughs> people don't have the actual guts to say, actually, no, I'm not going to take anything. They go, oh, yeah, it was so, so, yeah, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, don't get me wrong, I love everyone because they're all God's children. Listen, I very, very nearly bought some clogs this week. <laughs> I, I mean, I tried a pair on. Oh. I, I was that close. Um, and I, I did that thing. And they were quite... Obviously, I wouldn't buy some of those. I was in Amsterdam, by the way, in case anyone's confused. Yep. I, um, I tried some clogs on at a clog factory. I went on a clog factory. I went on a day trip, which included... A, a cheese factory, a clog factory, and then some windmills. <laughs> what country was I in? That's how I, that's how I should have started this. Wow. Did you, you go on your own or did your family No, I took, my, I took my family oh, good. as well. Um, did you have a breakfast of tulips? Yeah. No. And tiny waffles? The tulip season, of course, is April. Uh, when you say, but, of course. Uh, yes. Oh, well, I, I wouldn't have known that. You know, it's still the... Uh, Holland's or the Netherlands, I guess, biggest uh, uh, export is still tulip bulbs. Gosh. It's the most oh. medieval thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I tried them on, and you can get. I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, clogs for sale. Mm. But often they've they've got a gloss finish mm-hmm. and a picture of a windmill and stuff. Obviously, I wouldn't wear that. So I found some sort of like natural. Just natural, un- unpainted. Oh, really? Right. Oh, like, you, know, sort of you went back to basics. Low profile clogs. Un- unfinished kitchen floor. Like, just get back down to the boards. <laughs> exactly. You know? exactly. Right, right. And it no. was like, ah, and I thought, you know what? And I was, I was thinking to myself, 
Yeah, I could, yeah, I would wear these in London. I could always, you know, when this is what I call a, a naive holiday purchase. Yes, where you're just wrapped up in the moment. You know, you're in, um, I don't know, Indonesia, and a local novelist has written twelve detective novels set in Jakarta, and you buy the box sex. You think, I want to read about that's forever. <laughs> Next week later, yeah. person at Oxfam shop said, "Well, we can't really shift these." <laughs> so, but anyway, so I, I I came that close, and then I thought to myself, "I don't want to do one of those naive holiday purchases." Mm. No. So I've, but I'm still, I'm not far enough out of it now to not be thinking. Oh, maybe I should have got those clogs. You've clogged. What regret. if I'd come in in clogs today? It would have been worth it for that, wouldn't it? It would have sounded like you were knocking to come in as you came in. Yeah, it would have looked like I was leading a horse up the stairs because <laughs> I'd given up on the car. <laughs> Did you see anyone wearing... Do, do people wear them out and about, the clogs? Uh, no. I didn't see any. I'm told that the, the cattle farmers still wear them because mm. if a cow stands on your foot, you're, you're glad you're wearing a clog. Oh. And also, because they're wooden and the land is very wet because it's been reclaimed from the sea, mm. it, 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 they're waterproof and they even have a slight floating element to them. That's I worry true. that the, cro- the croc has somewhat invaded yeah, the territory. Yeah, the, the croc is the Space Age clog. Is <laughs> <laughs> it Space Age? But not waterproof. I mean, they're water- the material is waterproof, but obviously they've got quite a lot of holes in. Yes, clogs are, are not breathable, I suppose. No. Well, they're wood, though. What did you wear them with? Are you wearing them with a jean? You have to wear them with a thick woolen sock. No, mm. what was you your attire? Did you, you have know, a jean on? You, it wouldn't be one for the hipsters. You couldn't go <laughs> clog and barefoot, no socks. You'd have to go ankle sock, bare minimum. But what about if I'd come back and within a week everyone in London wanted clogs? <laughs> Where you kick something off, some terrible plague. Yeah, I, th- I, think, I think that could. Uh, I think that could happen. Renewable. <laughs> so look, I I bought, I did buy cheese, and I did buy a uh, Hard Rock Cafe Amsterdam T-shirt. <laughs> so I didn't completely give in. I thought you were going to say windmill. But I didn't buy a, a Van Gogh um, notebook, or um. uh, or the Diary of Anne Frank, or or any marijuana. Uh. So I, I was pretty, you know, resistant. Did you bring the cheese back on the plane? That was nice. Oh, yeah. Oh. I went for 1,000-day-old goat cheese. <laughs> How did that go down well on your floor? Oh, I don't know whether it's the cheese is 1,000-day-old or the goat. It's not clear in the in the, uh, in the punctuation. <laughs> but I'll keep you posted. But if what's your... Um, unwisest, naive holiday purchase. Something you bought where you thought, oh yeah, I'll use this all the time when I get home and then think, oh, why did I get that? 8, 12, 15. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Can I have my first confession of the morning? Please. I think you're in the wrong place for that, but uh, um, nice I, to see um, you. I, um, I have been aware of the popular group Depeche Mode for uh, what What would it be 40 years that long do you think yeah I don't know what Depeche Mode means I've never looked that up mm. I've never asked anyone who speaks French what it means I've just let it go yeah. Depeche is hurry isn't it Depeche toi hurry. doesn't that mean hurry up De- hurry up so mode is fashion is mm. it 
Fast fashion. Fast fashion. We've worked it out. I yeah, love us. Rubbish. I wish I hadn't bothered. <laughs> it's about Primark. It's like the second, that other thing that's haunted my, my whole life, the second line of Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> when I found it out, it was something so tedious, I forgot it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ten Hill Marys. Yeah. yeah. And I think you're in the clear. That's true. I don't think, well, just because it's called, uh, just because they did Personal Jesus, it doesn't, it's no tie, there's no link. Um, we've we've had some uh, response to my what do you do when you have a prang. Mm. Every yeah. time I say prang, I start to stop myself and say, this is a clean word, isn't it? Mm. Yes, it does have that it's air got, about it. It sounds like it, yeah, it sounds grobby. Well, Iona Faz, one of our regulars. Oh, yeah. Morning all, I once purchased a leather backpack in Turkey. It had a very strong smell, which, when I got home, dominated my entire room. My best friend still often references the leather backpack whenever a bad smell passes. (laughs) Yes. It's been eight years. So... Well, that's very tempting, the... um... There's, I was in Africa and I bought, um, I, where was I? Ghana. And I bought, you know those things where if you swing them around, birds peck like a table tennis bat. Have you ever seen those things? It's got like a ball on it. It makes wooden birds peck. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, have you seen those? I have absolutely mean. no clue what this is. Okay, well, um, you'll Google it. It's right not now. your world. Uh, can no. we have that? Can you just sample that for me? I <laughs> Yeah, not knowing something. Yeah, that wall. That's. I'm sort of. That's left me a little uneasy, as if the floor has moved beneath my feet. I wouldn't ball that. So you spin it and it moves a little. It's it's like as I remember it. It's like a table tennis bat, and as you swing the thing, there's wooden birds that peck. I remember buying one of those. I've I've probably made them peck two times in. The next 20 years. <laughs> yeah, hung, starving, hungry, wooden birds. We were playing with that. You were probably reading the Doomsday book or something. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yes. I know exactly the thing you mean, and it's fabulous. Oh, right. Yeah. What it isn't, though, is that you oh, buy one thinking, I've got out one of these. I quite like it. Yeah. How can I live without one of these? And obviously, we always got the uh, the senior, the flamenco dancer. Oh, yeah. When a fr- uh, If anyone would go to Spain, which they did in the 70s, that was where everyone Not in, not in my family, they didn't. Oh, did they not? When I was growing up, I knew one man who'd been abroad, <laughs> and he'd been uh, he'd been to, sent to Tripoli when he was in the army. That was it. I didn't know anyone who'd been abroad at all. That's so, the military service. Yeah, exactly. He had no choice. Was he just so different to the mat with the one man who had the car? Actually, no, a... it was the same man. <laughs> Whoa, okay, yeah. so he was the real... He was a sort of a Indiana Jones, <laughs> if you live where we lived. <laughs> he had a car and he'd been abroad once. Gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was... Uh, well, I don't think we ever completely trusted him for that. Yeah. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, I was asking what... Um, what you do if you have a prang in your yes. car. I genuinely don't know. It's a thing you should know if you're driving around. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sometimes it's it's nice on the show when we get a reply that is, I would say, austere. Mm. Facts only. 
No yes. messing about. Wouldn't you? I'd like to have a stage persona that I did for like ten minutes in my set. It was called Fred Austere, <laughs> who came on. It was very sort of dry and serious and that stuff, and then danced and then left, and then I come back on and and talked uh, rude. Yeah, for the, the, the remaining fifty minutes. Or you sort of combine it, do a sort of soft chew while reading out global warming statistics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's a good. I uh, love that. Good opener. As I think Brian Eno said in the King's Lead Hat, it will come, it will come, it will surely come. Yeah. Well, okay. 240 is our austere, our Fred Austere. Okay. Uh, the insurance company tells them to deny any responsibility. The best way is to record a voice note from the offender on site as he apologizes with photos. That's quite, that's quite brave to start filming someone like that. It feels like quite aggressive voice to note. thrust the... F- Yes. Voice note, you know, but he's bugging himself. He turned the voice note on. He had to put it in your your pocket. Oh, so you don't, you don't. How do you do all that though? And you've just been caught out with oxyacetylene. Well, we, we've established you haven't. <laughs> oh no, you haven't. Sorry, that we've was another. This a, is for a prank. It's a fender This is a bender. prank. Yes, of course. Yes. Um, we've also heard from eight five four. I had a fairly big prank recently. Okay. The lady immediately got out and said sorry, and admitted she wasn't wearing her glasses. Wow. Great for me. The odd thing about the crash was that I did not swear once. My dash cam actually recorded me saying, oh dear. (laughs) (laughs) This is completely different to my usual personality. It must have been the shock. That was from 854. But could she not do exactly the same thing and her insurance company will phone up and say, no, no, she never said that. That's the thing, these people lie. She was wearing her glasses. Mm. Well, it depends how good the dash cam is, I suppose. Or she was wearing contact lenses. Ah. Uh, people are very honest in the... In the thro- I, um, I, was, uh, I was in a prank and a man got out and started prodding me in the chest and said, you pulled that. And I'm, I said, mate, you really need to stop doing that because I'm very worked up and I don't know how I might respond to it. <laughs> <laughs> so he stopped... And this is, I swear to you, this is true. We were talking, looking back, it was completely my fault. (laughs) There is no question about that. But of course, I defended myself. And um, he said, well, you're just, uh, you're just pulled out right in front of me. You're just pulled. I said, uh, no, no, I didn't. I said, you were coming, you were too far across. And his wife wound down the window and said, no, no, it was your, you did pull out. And I said... How all occasions do inform against me, which is a line from Hamlet. And the bloke bloke said, look, there's only to inform anybody. We can sort this out. I I swear to you that is what happened. I ended up giving him 20 quid for to cover the dead. He clearly had no insurance, the bloke, I realised later. But anyway, Why yeah. are you quoting Hamlet during to be a fair, I would say I had been... Uh, I was teaching A-level at the time, and I was teaching A-level Hamlet, so Hamlet was very much in my head. Yeah. But not in... The bloke was not teaching Hamlet, as far as I could tell. He was teaching the non-payment of tax, and he got what he deserved. <laughs> Poetry. <laughs> well, blank verse. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. I tell you what, though, it's never worn off for me because that's how I've been in um, Amsterdam this week. Something that, from when I first went abroad, 
probably whatever it was 30 years ago um i still love watching um television oh, yeah. made by <laughs> places like uh, the netherlands yes uh, there was a music show that was on in the evening and there would be shows where the, an act would come on. Everybody is, like, old. All the singers are much older. There's, ageism doesn't seem to be such a thing since we Ooh. reverse. I might look into it. So what you get, uh, there's groups like 10 blokes all in their 50s. Um, and the songs are like, they sing along, and they're all drinking beer and stuff. Yeah. And you think, this is, I can't believe this exists. Who would be interested in this? And then it pans to the audience. There's like 20,000 people in the studio. There's like endless people singing along. It was a great bit, because you get those sort of... There's one um, video of blokes like that, and it's just close-ups of blokes drinking beer and it, like, dripping off their chin. Oh. We had a drink twice, guys. <laughs> oh, and they're just throwing it down them. It's disgusting. <laughs> and then um, then you get a bloke who'll come out, a bloke about 50-odd, and go... Uh, I love the world and sing it in English and you'll get women crying in the audience. They cut to one fabulous moment in the audience. It was like a rock and roll band, of course. And there was people dancing. There was one bloke sitting, you can see in the audience, who literally had his hands over his ears. <laughs> Oh, it sounds no. like sort of Saturday night TV in 1974. Yes, and yeah. then you cut to a chat show where it's like they're discussing. I don't know what they're discussing. I don't speak Dutch. But there'll be a bloke like who's got like a fur jacket and orange glasses and long hair, bloke about 70, <laughs> who's been taken completely seriously in some conversation. I think, well, yeah. who, is, who is this bloke? Who everyone is listening to as if he isn't... Um, Mad. <laughs> oh, it's, it's brilliant. It's the thing with other countries' celebrities, because there's always so much context to explain. Yeah. Mm. We sort of say, who is, you said to a Dutch person, who's this? And they go, oh, well, he's uh, Peter yeah. Boulder. Peter yeah. Boulder, oh, everyone loves him. And they sort of explain uh, yeah. that oh, he hosted a show about uh, rescuing animals. Yes. And also he... Yeah, exactly. What? Well, the names become, like when I went to France, they were saying, you don't know Clo Clo? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not familiar with Clo Clo. I, I had this conversation yeah. about Vilglahe, the accordionist, when I was in Germany once. Vilglahe is not big in England. <laughs> oh man! Just like I when I moved it. here and had to learn about Noel Edmonds. Yeah, well, I can. Yeah, that I, obviously that's tough. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. You can text the show on 81215. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email, I've got a little bit of banana on my lip and I just can't shift it. Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Mm. We've heard from Hopkins. Ah, yes. Go on then. Hopkins. Hopkins has an insurance tale. Oh, okay. Hopkins had a fender bender. Mm. 
And Hopkins has enclosed a screen grab of a, the note that was left on his car. Right. Is this one of these when you have your car is stationary and someone exactly. clips mm. it? So that's not a fender bender, is it? That's uh, yeah. they clipped it. Yeah. <laughs> the confidence with which you said that. Yeah. Yeah. I like the you were very motoring correspondent from the, the Times. The only thing I have, le- I don't have confidence with is when you operate your horn in a car, do you bip it or do you bib it? Is it bip or bib? I say neither. Mm. I say beep. Do you actually say beep? I beep my horn. horn. I, yeah, beep it. Honk. honk. You're, <laughs> very, on the table? you're very honk. I think honk is very uh, American language type. It's ve- <laughs> yes. I honk my horn. Yeah, exactly. Say <laughs> after me. Yeah, because I don't step on my hood. <laughs> on the freeway. So, Pierre, isn't that interesting? We're all different. Pierre is a honker. Mm-hmm. I'm a beeper. And I'm and torn, a- as ever in my life, uncertain and anxious <laughs> about whether I should be saying I bibbed my horn or I bipped my horn. Oh, the anguish. You don't strike me as a horn-friendly or horn-confident person. I'll only use a horn if the person... In, ahead of me at the light seems to have some sort of colour blindness thing and doesn't see that it's gone green. Okay. That's all I need to I don't use it much. Okay. I think, you know, some people, some, you know, when you see it, someone bips their horn and you look around, you see the bloke and you think, yeah, of course you've, <laughs> course you've done that. Yes. My yeah. worst honkers are the, I'm adopting it now, I like yeah. it, yeah, it's staying, are the ones who arrive outside someone's house for a lift maybe. Oh, yeah. And they, um, mm, mm, I think, what is this, American graffiti? I see a leader, I think, to, uh, to bip. In oh. a stationary vehicle. Oh, I hope Just my neighbour's listening. Uh, John Hopkins, <laughs> this note was left on my car when somebody crashed into it in Tesco's car park mm-hmm. a few years ago. I've kept it to remind me just how devious and cunning people can be. Mm. Oh, it's this... good to not forget that. <laughs> I don't think you ever do. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't know if it's how I want to start my day. I mean, you were saying a driver I, broke your spirit this morning. I keep a note on how devious and that people can be, but it's actually written on my heart. Oh, OK. <laughs> well, this is... Would you like to hear the contents oh, yes. of the note? You bet your sweet bippy. <laughs> it begins... I would I would describe the, the beginning as some unpromising. OK. Dear Ford driver. OK. Mm. Yeah. I'm really sorry, full stop. Bothered with punctuation in mm. haste. I appreciate respect. Yeah. Dear Ford driver, so I'm... So they do know how to stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You do know how to come to a full stop, yeah. yeah. I've crashed into your car. I'm, I got the emphasis wrong. I'm really sorry I've crashed into your car. Mm. I'm writing this note because people are watching and think I'm leaving my details which I'm not doing. I'm sorry. Wow. Mm. Anyhow. 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 I hope it doesn't cost you too much to fix. And then it's signed. It's a genuine note here. I've got it. And Hopkins is a trustworthy character. Yeah. It's signed with an S. A bit Scarlet Pimpernel. Yeah. <laughs> so- I mean... Wow. D- I don't... So- sorrow, not Zorro. <laughs> yeah. It is a bit Sorrow, not Zorro. Frank, what say you? 
Well, there are many things to unpack here. One is the idea of feeling the social pressure after leaving note, but then the note making the Ford driver your comfy doll. <laughs> so he becomes part of your os against them, even though you've just driven into his car. It's perverse, isn't it? It is. But there's something dashing about it as well. It would, I suppose when you're there and you think, time to write a fake note, it's harder to summon up something else other than what well, you're doing. What Whereas you that? would have just written some Hamlet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he a would. man can smile and smile and be a villain. Yours, Bill. B. Oh, man. What I like, Frank, though, is the S. It's given him a touch of glamour. No, I know. I quite or like her. S. Oh, or her. You're mm-hmm. absolutely right. Yeah. It's a bit um, something that would happen in Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. <laughs> yes. It's got that feel to it. Frank Skinner. Yes. Clive Silas. Oh, yeah. Has been in touch. Like Emily, I'm a southerner who always thought of it as beep. We're talking about horn honking. Yes. uh, As Pierre Novelli would describe it, and Frank would describe it as. Well, either beeping or bibbing. Okay. Mm. One day, whilst driving with my northern girlfriend, another car cut me off and I was shocked and slightly confused when my girlfriend yelled out, Bip him! Could Bib be a Midlands compromise? Well, I said we did say Bip as well, I think. Uh, Okay. So it's it's another one of those things where you get a little bit north. I like the concept of a Midlands compromise, though. Yes. Yes. I don't remember anyone from home being particularly big on compromise of any kind. I sound like you. It's it's almost the, the sort of title of a book that you'd buy in an airport. <laughs> the Midlands Compromise. <laughs> yeah. And a sort of a silhouette of a revolver. Yeah, John, have... John Grisham. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yes. Grisham finally tackles the black country. <laughs> <laughs> I've played softball with John Grisham. Shut have you up. Yeah. Really? Yeah. How was he? He was he's, he's quite affable. Was he? Yeah. That was when I played when uh, Ron Howard played and Meatloaf and... Uh, Meatloaf? Yeah. This is a dream you had. Where, where, what's no, the context this is of this? His life is really Oh, my weird. God. What? No, I, yeah, I played in the 1996 All-Star Game Celebrity Softball at the Philadelphia... <laughs> The uh, I do Veteran Stadium this, in Philadelphia. I remember this. I used to have a picture of the captain of the team low five in me, <laughs> but the captain of the team got cancelled, so I took that picture off my wall. Mm. Oh, we won't. We mm. won't probe. Meat but um, yeah, Gosh. Adam Sandler played, and there's uh, all these big names there, and I remember Adam Sandler looking at the crossing out on the team sheet and said he looked around all these big celebrities and said let me get this right chubby checker (laughs) is a (laughs) no-show what a great thing to be able to have said in your life exactly (laughs) but yeah there was all the big names i can't more of them will come to me (laughs) we've had lots of um souvenirs oh being sent in we were talking about when you buy something. You're on, you're on a holiday. You're in the country. You get you get a little bit skittish, mm. and yeah. you buy something. And then when you get back, you think, "Why didn't I buy this thing?" Yeah, 
Dan yeah. Parsons has, uh, says it's more than a, of a work trip than a holiday, but I'm starting to think that 300 euro lederhosen that ended up being single use were not a good investment. <laughs> Three, that can't be right, can it? Well, 300? They're made of tooled leather. Probably mm. quite expensive. A, a good but I mean, of, that was an investment, wasn't it? Yeah, the lederhosen? Yeah. Think, is this going to come out every Oktoberfest? <laughs> Unless he's got a really big centipede at home. All right. <laughs> um, I bought three fuchsia monkeys from a gift shop in Jaipur. Fuchsia monkeys? Yeah. This sounds like a coded <laughs> message. <laughs> exactly. Three oh, fuchsia just monkeys. my life. It was the see no evil, hear no evil, oh. think no evil monkeys. Oh, yeah. I see. And they were in a lovely, almost a fuchsia, uh, sort of a felt. I've still got them. Okay. I've still got them. Yeah. And it was a real impulse buy. And even the guy that I was there with was like, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah. And I said, I said, because they're quite big. Oh, how big? How tall would I'll one of them be? I'll take a little picture. Maybe I'll... I assume they're crouched. Oh, they're petered. Yes. Okay, yeah. Um... They're, no, they're sitting, they're sort of squatting. Yeah. You know okay. how they do. No, I know, yeah. I know that yeah, hands over eyes, hands but over But I mouth. don't know what to do with them. Okay. What would you do with soup? They, do you have them on display? I have them in, a, in an office set up. Okay. I used to have them um, in the frontal area, and then I decided they were distracting. Mm. Oh. I, I lost confidence in them. So they're in a back room now. <laughs> Okay. It's worse than the Tipton slash yeah, monkey. You've gone back to the future. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. <laughs> Ruth Jordan has been in touch. Mm. Read the car horn debate. Maybe as well as the words for car horns being different as you travel north, the horns themselves should sound different, like regional accents for cars. What do you think? I think that's good. I like the idea of crossing the road in Birmingham and the <laughs> ongoing <laughs> I think the um the one the London one should be oh <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. That's good. Northern Ireland. Arr! Arr! Hank. Arr! <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> Some comedian at home sitting, writing that down and yep. thinking that's in that's in my set. Do you think that's they sorted. will? Oh, gotcha. People steal. People do steal a lot. Don't you remember that people are cunning and devious? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where's that note? Do they break your spirit? They do sometimes. <laughs> I had an unfortunate moment with the uh, person that drove me in this morning, actually, Frank. Hmm. It wasn't as high drama as yours. It really is, but what I would say is that it was I was I was at fault here. No. I'm going to go against the insurance company We've had advice. Pierre saying I've got no idea, <laughs> and now Emily saying I was at fault. What's happened <laughs> to all those things which I hold on to? I said as I got in because I saw. Um, Am I, I don't know if I should... Am I allowed to name the company? It's a well-known deli food delivery service okay. which uh, works for supermarket chains. OK, OK. Are we all on the same page? I think so. I said, oh, they arrive so early, these vans, don't they? It's so early. Mm. 
You know, because mm. it's, it's early in the morning. I think it's very... The noise I was making. And he said, I don't think so. <laughs> OK. Oh, wow. I, I think he was making a point that he's a bloke who... <laughs> Works through the night. Is oh, no. I tell you what you happened. I continued. I wasn't deterred. I said, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying it is It is very early. It is very re- early because it's, you know, and the engine's running. It's a lot of noise. He said, no, no, I don't, I don't agree. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well. And so then, as we continued talking, mm. he said he got his phone out. He said, look, I was told to arrive at this time. It's not too early. I said, oh, no, I was saying the van was too early. Oh, OK. And I said, oh, there's, there's been a misunderstanding. He said, OK. I said, I was, I was making pleasant conversation. He went, OK. That was the last word he said to Gosh. Me. Right. OK. Ah. Mm. That's, that's, um... Someone who shouldn't join, but that's say... A, that's a chat show compared to my journey. <laughs> <laughs> Just you muttering Hamlet. Yeah, I was like a like a silent order of monks for me and this guy. But I think if you say, to, I'm just saying, I think he, I, I quite liked him, but I felt I was just surprised that he didn't observe the social contract. Is if someone says, "Oh, I was making conversation," generally you say, "Oh, right, okay, yeah, I'll join you." But he he chose not to. It's his choice. Again, I think you have all those sweet softeners sort of chiselled off you if you're dealing with the public. You're on a absolutely regular right, basis. Frank. Um, I apologise to him, though, again. Claire... Also, be good... I was just... I'm rehearsing for the, the, the advent of the driverless car. That's <laughs> yes. how I do my journeys in. Yeah, yes, <laughs> Completely you. silent. Frank, we've got a lot of people with castanets. Um, oh, well, yes. Have you got them? Have they tried Germany? Oh, <laughs> heaven's sake. <laughs> now, castanets, I can see how that would be a temptation. Yeah. A lot of people saying, well, uh, I said a lot of people, but we've had, apparently you were making the exact noise that people have been thinking of for the Brummie car horn. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. What does that mean? Well, it's exactly how it would have been envisaged. Okay. The way you did it. Not, oh, not, good. not far off clogs, Cassinets. Clogs for the hands. <laughs> and well, one thing I really... Imagine if you had both. <laughs> clogs yeah. and Cassinets. Yeah, it's only contacting anything through wood. wood. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, that would be... That's good practice, of course, for when you die. Yes. Um, anyway. Absolute radio. Mmm... <laughs> I'll tell you what I did while I was on my last night in Amsterdam. Mm. I went to a gig. Oh. Took the family. I, I went to see um, the Bootleg Beatles. Did you? Are you familiar with their work? Oh, yes. yes, I have seen them. I saw them. They're in... along the lines of sort of No Oasis and, and these types. Well, they're better they? than those. Oh, are they? They are. Are they, they good? Are, they are post-tribute. Oh. Hmm? Uh, they, I saw them first in, um, would you believe it, in 1980, which I think was the year they began. I saw them at Birmingham Polytechnic. Gosh. And now here I am. They lasted so much longer than the Beatles. That's true. Is it the same yeah. line-up? No, they've, uh, they've, they have that advantage that they're able uh... to get a new Paul McCartney and a new Ringo and stuff. But they are... It's, it's, I would say it's probably better than seeing the Beatles if the Beatles were still going. Yes. 
Okay. I think that's fair. Um, because what they do, they do, they yeah. do the songs. They, they do the songs you want them to do the way you want them to do them. Yeah. You well, don't what? have to, you know that deal you have to do when you see someone who's been going a long time? I'm going to play stuff from my new album, which you won't like. No, yeah, I so. agree. We don't, we don't want to pay the tax of own stuff. Yes, oh, but not only own stuff. Oh, what about <laughs> abuse of own stuff? Yeah. Like, um, I go, I've seen Bob Dylan, I don't know, I've lost count of how many times. I was going to say, new Bob Dylan voice every ten years. And Bob Dylan, I saw him one night when every Bob Dylan, so I only recognise him by the lyrics, and everything, he actually did every song to the same tune. So he went, uh, <laughs> how many rounds must a man walk down? Before you call him a man. And then, um, he, Mr. Tambourine Man, play a song for me. Lily Delay. He just did that all. I mean, don't do him. Don't no. do him if you're going to do that to them. It's verging on sarcasm. It is, yes. It's, it's, it's spite. <laughs> anyway, but the bootleg Beatles just do everything perfectly, sound perfectly. You know, they're, and they're not, um, you know, they're not, no one's wearing a cap, which is another thing that happens if you see a, a band that's been around a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you get that der- terrible contrast of the young musicians at the back who are oh. supplementing them. Mm. None of that. Um, what no death. No death. All the de- both the dead people were there. Yeah, Absolute radio. Which era do they plump for? Well, this is it, you see. The first half is the 60s. So you get, um, yeah. Suits and clean cut. Early six, yeah. The, um, what I believe called, they call the Sullivan suits. Oh, yeah. and hair a bit like a young Doc Cotton. <clears throat> Love it. Complete, the complete fringe mop top. So they do that. And then they go, they go off and they say, uh, we'll be back in three years' time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they come back and it's the rooftop gig, Savile Row. Oh. And they've become those Beatles. And then they go off again, and then you get the shot of Abbey Road, but it cuts to the feet moving, and they walk in in the gear from Abbey Road and do some of the later stuff. But they are absolutely brilliant. Did they do any local gear? So we go, and this one's for fans of Peter Polder, and then start no, sort of downing beer. They didn't do that. No. They missed that opportunity. He did do, they did, I don't know if they always do the ballad of John and Yoko, but the ballad of John and Yoko refers to Amsterdam. Uh, so that got an enormous cheer and it reminded me I saw Abba what's the name of that Abba tribute band what were they called oh, oh yes know. we know the way Bjorn again Bjorn again mm. I saw Bjorn again in Glasgow many years ago I mean many years ago and when they did um, I was sick and tired of everything when I called you last night from Glasgow yeah. they had to stop the oh. cheer just because they had said the name of the place of which Glasgow. they were before. Very American. And Amsterdam went went down pretty well, I must say. But they, honestly, I'll tell you more because I thought they were sensational. Frank Skinner, Frank Skinner. on Absolute Radio. i tell you what, the one thing they let me down. Oh, I was, don't let you down. I was, yeah, exactly. They <laughs> <laughs> did that. <laughs> of course they did. I was... Um, I was hoping that they might go the extra mile and have a Jimmy Nickel 
lookalike on drums because they toured they did gigs in the in the Netherlands once um, in 64 I suppose and uh, Ringo had tonsillitis and couldn't oh. make it so they didn't cancel the tour they got in this guy Jimmy Nickel what if they'd got him in for just for the Dutch gigs if they'd got a lookalike of him. And then the guy who plays Ringo has a sort of uh, bandage tied over his head. He comes on at the end. (laughs) He comes on at the end with with lozenges, which they feed to him. Everyone claps. But you know when when, um, people, uh, actors play famous people in mm. films and they Michael Sheen you know like, or, or, well, yeah exactly yeah, an actor plays everybody famous no but lots films. of lots of people Daniel Day-Lewis play Lincoln and all yes. this and they get tremendous plaudits if they do something oh, like yeah. they gain a stone to play Churchill yes yeah. or, or do a, a particularly odd voice yeah then oh Gary people, Oldman he did Churchill then people he? think you know they're amazing the Paul McCartney <laughs> Sings like Paul McCartney. So you know all those bits in Hey Jude when he goes, all that, he does all that. And he plays the same bass lines. And he looks a bit like him. And he's right-handed. So in order to get in the band, he had to learn to play bass left-handed. Isn't that better? That's deserving of a of, of a of a long and, and tedious Oscar speech. Definitely. Yeah, exactly, exactly. What do they? What do they? Do they do an encore? Is that built into their set? The bootleg. Yes, they. Of oh. course, you have to end with a Jude, really, if you're oh, the Beatles. Of course, mm. they so do. they end yes. it with that. I, when I was on tour once, um, I, every tour, I don't know, it's with you, Pierre, but I find I discover what's the big thing that's happening. So I look in the theatre program. Like, I did one tour, and it was me and about 20 spiritualists. It was all... <laughs> yes. it, was a, it was a big spiritualist boom. Mm. Mm. And the last tour I did, it was all um, tribute. Band. Yes, yeah, there's a lot of tribute acts. Well, the and... tour you were on. Yes. Yeah, there was the... the, the, the um, the the, the theatre program, mm. like there was. Um, Are you the, saying you're looking at what's coming up after you, essentially? So I, I have a look at the program, see if there's anything I can oh. rip, rip the urine out of. Oh, I yes. see. On stage, and um, yeah, there was things like there was. We were at at a theatre where the Luther Van Dross celebration was yes. coming, and I thought. With well, a great I, fanfare. Look, well, what yeah. was the celebration? He ate a lot of cake. In yeah. the I, I don't know. I don't really... I mean, I'm sure there are people listening who love... I wouldn't go and see the Luther Vandross <laughs> if he was playing in my spare room. It was, um, there was a lot of very specific tribute acts like that, and then there were a lot of evenings called things like, those were the songs we love. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> those crazy 70s. Yeah, exactly. And people who hadn't made much effort. <laughs> yeah. Someone who's playing uh, Noddy Alder and then playing Mark Bolan. You think, yeah. Well, no. Oh, no, you can't. That's a but terrible But the bootleg one, Beatles, are, they are beyond... All that, because there is this theory, uh, an acting theory, that if you play the same character for a long time, you find yourself becoming them. It's, like, it's actually a, there's some actual description of it, like a mental illness thing, and you start to become mm. that person. I asked Richard Wilson if he uh, what he thought. He said he didn't believe it. God. <laughs> This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Pierre Novelli. Text the show on 8 12 15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. 
email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. By the way, the next show is going to be pre-recorded for reasons I won't go into. <laughs> but if you've got anything you want, any thoughts or anything you want to send in in advance, then we can do it all on the pre-recorded show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's good. So you can... Um, What's the best way? Email? Email. Yeah, email us on, uh, and I'll give you that one more time. You can email us on frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Yeah. Love to hear. You can comment some from today's show, anything you like. Oh, God, that was very radio presenter. Mm. I quite liked it. Proud. I liked it. You went, love to hear from you or something yeah. like that. I quite like that. <clears throat> By the way, when I went to see the bootleg Beatles... You've got a bit, if you don't mind me saying, you're quite sort of mentionitis with them. Yeah. You're quite yeah. obsessed with them. But I just them. wanted to, Chelsea something Bruce that Bruce. happened to me, because it's, <laughs> it's a theme of today's show, is getting getting the car back. Oh. Uh-huh. The, the car booked didn't turn up. I phoned the cab company, and the man said, I have never heard of you. I have no record. I have no record of who you are. And I said, Okay. I said, so it's not going to come. And he said, no, I've never heard of you. I said, OK. OK, fair enough. And he said, um, good luck. <laughs> well, it like he was dumping you. It's very Dutch. <clears throat> so I phoned... Good luck. I, I phoned I, Uber. Said, May the yours forever be in I, your favour. Yeah. I wish you the best, you liar. <laughs> so I, I phoned Uber. Now, I don't know if you've tried to get an Uber in London just slightly... It, it's a bit like trying to get ha- Hawley's Comet. <laughs> so they usually, you can't get one, they cancel five times and all that stuff. I, so I, in desperation, I called, is there in two minutes? No problem. Mm. Very, very nice, charming man. And I thought, I wonder if they're doing a sort of bootleg Uber <laughs> just for the bootleg Beatles like reminding you of, of the golden age <laughs> a tribute tribute cars to when Uber were yeah. incredibly efficient and you could get one in Reliable. three minutes notice all the old hits <laughs> exactly I'm intrigued by uh, Mr Good Luck Good Night and Good Luck <laughs> yeah mm. I mean what an extraordinary thing it, to say it wasn't the ending I anticipated <laughs> It sounds like you're having quite a bit of breakup with him. I know, yeah. But he's like, he left me on a on a high. Mm. Oh, it sounds like you've had a fabulous time. I tell you what, we stayed at a quite a posh hotel. Of course, you did. You got called, international uh, representation called the Dylan. I was drawn in by the cert, by the name. Uh, the Dylan Hotel is lovely, isn't it? It's had a lot of sort of uh, American beautiful people. Oh, staying right. there. Was it sort of Dylan You themed? know women in suede trousers? Oh. Yeah, oh. like that. And uh, people who could sit four at a table and all be on their phones and didn't think it was rude in any way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we went in there um, yesterday. Uh, it was our last day. And, and my son remembered something that we hadn't done. So we we came in from our travels um, and we went into the bar, which we hadn't been into before. It was full of the beautiful people. Mm. And uh, the woman behind the counter said, oh, Mr Skinner, can I help you? And I said, yes, we've come to spend our drinks vouchers. (laughs) 
we uh, <laughs> forgot we had those, but my son is reminded. <laughs> was your son as determined as you to hit exactly the number on the, on yeah. the voucher? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. There wasn't a number on it. It just said you are entitled to one drink at the bar. But I think the idea that we might have gone home and then remembered that was too much to bear. So we went in and got out. It was a lovely moment. And I think helped the beautiful people realise that there's always someone worse off. Oh, can I ask a question? This is something that's been... Pra- you know, I was talking about um, if you have a prank... What should you do about it? Yeah. There's a thing which I must have mentioned on this show before because it's haunted me for years and I've never really got to the bottom of it. And uh, many legal correspondents might know, but it, it was always said when I first started driving, which is obviously, it, it was a long time ago, um, that if you ran over a dog, you had to report it to the police. If you ran over a cat, it was all right. Yes. Drive on. Yes, I've heard that. Yeah, is that true? In this in this era of sure, equality, you know. I think they are different legally. Yeah, I think that is true. I don't know if it's does still true. Legal, it really used to be true. Does the legal profession acknowledge the nine lives theory? <laughs> I think it. I think. Um, they must. <laughs> it's a, a it law is, of nature. You're absolutely right. It's an odd distinction to make. It is. Who thought that? Who th- thought if you run a dog over? Well, it'll be based on something like Queen Victoria loved a dog. Or it might be if it did. goes back far enough where a dog was like a, often a working animal. I think it's because dogs have jobs. Well, speak for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> my yeah, dog, my dog literally gets up at half past 11. I'll go back now. He'll still be sleeping. He'll be furious I've woken him up. Well, your dog is, a, is, a, is a, a, an influencer. <laughs> That's Ray's job. My dog's yeah. an emperor. My yes. dog, at about half nine, goes to bed with one of those terrible whale eye style look backs yeah. that say, um, do you get the hint? Would your, you mind? Your <laughs> exactly. dog has... Keep the noise down. Yes. Your dog has very expressive eyes. Oh, yeah. Beautiful now, eyes, listen, I would say. Would you like to hear what Rod from the West Midlands... Oh, that's near you, isn't it, Frank? It is. Uh, Rod has a frankly terrifying tale of things brought back from holiday. Okay. Mm. Frank, I brought back some dried chilies from a trip to Mexico. I can see the temptation. You're in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, let's get some chilies. We'll eat them all the time when we get home. And you think these must be the chilies? Yeah. I like Frank's idea yeah, we of a won't trip be able to, to get... Mexico. It's like a Disney film. <laughs> we won't be able to get chilies in London. Yeah. So let's take these back. Well, you don't want to get what I encountered, as you know, in Mexico, which is some um, an ombre grande. <laughs> What was that? Well, no, that was when the American, the tour guide, said, uh, she, this American woman said, uh, just so you know, uh, we're getting on the coach, we have an ombre grande <laughs> with us. Wow. <laughs> it's really? a way of explaining the gentleman was large. Yeah. Anyway, back to Rod from the West Midlands mm-hmm. on his way home from Mexico with the chilies. Unbeknown to me, they contained a small beetle, these chilies. Okay. Over a few months... They contaminated the cupboards in our kitchen. All herbs and spices had to be thrown out. 
My wife Wendy painstakingly removed the intruder only for them to return six months later and contaminate again. Only the last three years have been bug free, but we've learned our lesson. Wow. <laughs> A different kind of bootleg beetle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. 079 has an answer mm. to your question regarding why it's illegal, or we've always assumed it's You have to report running over a dog, yeah. Whereas... Not well, this is how it used to be. If you run cats. over a cat, you don't have to. Uh, we have an answer. I trust Georgia in Southport. Okay. Because she describes herself thus. Hi, Frank. Legal eagle here. Okay. Legal mm. eagle. The dog and cat rule was a thing. However, last year, it actually became illegal in relation to cats too. Oh, only last year? Yes. David Baddiel will be relieved. He loves a cat. He does, yeah. Yeah. um, And then Frank Skinner, 928, has said, interesting formality. Yeah. (laughs) Like Frank Skinner. Yes. (laughs) Bit like they're leaving a note on your car, Mr Ford driver. Um, It's not from S, (laughs) is it? (laughs) Do you know, I think S might be my type. I like the sound of S. The mystery, the disappearing. I like it. It would be a different story if that note had been left on a dog. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, true. Frank, I... Frank Skinner, dogs were licensed, hence why you had to report oh, hitting a dog. That's from yeah. Moira in Harrow. But that suggests, Moira, that you don't have to report running over a dog now because they're no longer licensed. Though some of the other messages have said, have said this. So now I can run over any pets I like. Oh, Frank, yes. don't say oh, that. I'm suggesting... You've got to end the show early. I think you should. <laughs> you see, there is an argument... Why do you take, it? Do you take it that far? <laughs> well, no, because there is an argument that it, you are better driving over a cat or a dog than swerving violently, because you might affect another motorist. But it's all based on whether you see human beings as the stewards of creation and animals as some lesser creatures. Well, I know your strange views on that. <coughs> no, but some You've people... You've met my dog. How can you say he's a lesser creature? He's Look, a king. I don't... Well, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> can he speak? I think we know the answer to that. He can. Because he I've cannot. Got, listen. <laughs> can he text in? He's got special <laughs> buttons, which my best Has friend he? bought him. Yeah, don't ever can. touch those. <laughs> and you record your voice saying certain things. So I've recorded my voice onto, and you teach them how to press them. That is my dog. It's not. Have you not seen this online? It's genuinely happening. It's 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 a thing now. There's a whole book. There's a whole industry around it. I've recorded myself saying "toilet please," and <laughs> the dog presses the "toilet please" button. I mean, but does he, or is this a theory? No, my dog's paws aren't big enough to reach the buzzers. Oh well, that excuse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to show you a talking dog that's going to blow yeah. your mind in a minute. My dog's paws are so big that see, a, a piano playing is a little <laughs> fuzzy. <laughs> I'm going to get revenge on you by teaching your dog when you're not there to say things like atheism. I'm off to bed. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. A dog can press the button with the message that it wants to... Yes, there's a woman who invented it, and it's what happens. I'm sure there's a woman who invented it. 
panic. When you see it, it will blow your mind. They had the dog pressing things like, don't leave me. <laughs> Why do they do it in that voice? <laughs> we could just do a normal voice if it's recorded. We have the technology. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they don't have to go, don't leave me. <laughs> That's not necessary. This is Frank Skinner. I showed Frank Skinner the talking dog, one of the many, but Bunny was one of the originals. Mm, the OG. Um, the OG. Um, Frank, are you... I mean, I think you're coming round to the idea. Um, well... Oh, here we go. The, the dog um, did stand on a, an elaborate <laughs> um, mat of buttons yeah. Yeah. and said things like, uh, want to play now. <laughs> But if well, a dog was, what if the dog's just walking across the map? Yeah. Want to play now? Fish soup, <laughs> sedation, <laughs> and then it's on. <laughs> How do you, what is it? Multiple That's, choice what a with day. these dogs. I know. Yeah. A bit of a play, some fish soup, and then a, a drink. Then if you could just not be here for say six to eight hours. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. love fish soup sedation. It sounds sort of like I don't know. That could be a band. Like, quite a poetic day. Yeah. Possibly someone like Ibsen might have had a day like that. Yeah. Fish soup sedation. Frank, Lorraine Purdy has been in touch, just FYI. In Scotland, we say toot the horn. Mm. That's Lorraine toot. from Glasgow. Okay. It's a good word for a Scottish accent as well. And, of course, it's, uh, it's in the Frank Sinatra song. One of the best descriptions of Peru, maybe, ever. What's that? Um, come fly with me, let's float down to Peru... In Llama Land, there's a one oh. there's a one man band that'll toot his flute for you. Can I say, I believe I think that's at least makes up for she's broke but it's oak. Oh, I I've quite never like got over it. I, I, I quite never like will. That. Fair enough. Okay. What about uh, what's the other one? D- dance about dancing. Hey there, but hey there, toots. Put on your dancing boots. Come dance with me, come dance with me. What an evening for some terpsichore. Oh. I mean, <laughs> respect to Mondo. Okay. What else is happening? Well, there's a lot happening here, but we've had a lot of people. I mean, people are obsessed by this cats and dogs thing, Frank. Yes. Did people not know, or did people think differently? A lot of people are agreeing about the licensed... Right, OK. Yes. ...element. Um, we're also having some people very... really enjoying your poetry podcast, may I say. Oh, lovely. Which uh, you should listen to. I've, there, there will be a new one out on Wednesday, featuring, I think, Simon Armitage. Oh, lovely. Who's written a poem. Uh, the poem I feature is maybe a, a subject you wouldn't think of as naturally poetic, but he does it brilliantly. Check what? it out. Yeah. Oh. Do you think um, you could train your dog to press a button labelled poetry? Or po- <laughs> po- poetry reading? Oh, what about the first lines of poems? Oh, that would be oh, good, yes. Frank. I'd love that if Poppy did that. But you know what it's going to be? It's going to be... Uh, <laughs> Oh, yeah, so poetry, park, anal gland surgery. Um, um, <laughs> what, do you, what do you want? <laughs> oh, man. The creepiest is when the dogs express emotion. I agree, because when I've seen the talking dogs, and I have seen them a lot, um, 
they say things like, I don't like it anymore. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. <laughs> My partner oh. says that. <laughs> Without the aid of a mat. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Uh, would you like to hear from 474? Who wouldn't? Okay. <laughs> Hi, Frank and team. The reason you di- you didn't have to report cats is they're classed as free spirits, but dogs... By who? <laughs> Let me finish. <laughs> okay. But dogs are owned. The same as you can't be sued if a cat damages your car, but you can if a dog does. That is from Sarah in Hinkley. I see. I suppose that makes sense, in, at least as much as you should have your dog trained and cats, it's... it's who knows? Yeah. Well, there used to be a thing that my dad used to say, mm. that if if our dog got into someone's garden or vice versa, you could do something about it. Yeah. Mm. But a cat, he always used to use the phrase, and I don't know if this is a legal <laughs> term, he said cats have roving commission. <laughs> And he always said it as if it was a legal term. Well, it's in the same ballpark as legal tender. Roving commission. Or of the free spirit <laughs> category, which are seven four was it seven four seven? Yeah, uh, f- uh yeah, four seven four. Four almost. seven well, yeah, it was a, I knew it was an anagram of an aeroplane. Officially classed as a free spirit. I yeah. think it's a bit a of a lovely. contradiction, isn't it? I yeah, it is. Yeah. I would say I'm formally classing it. You see, I, I when think they most think free spirits like to think they're unclassifiable, <laughs> yeah. but oh no, they still end up pigeonholed. You and see, a cat I'm, doesn't want to be pigeonholed. Most free spirits end up making bad life partners as well. If they put the cat amongst the pigeonholes. <laughs> <laughs> you see, dogs being owned, Frank Supervet, uh, once told me that he really he doesn't like people referring to being owners of dogs. He said, we do, you can't own animals. We're, we're our guardians whilst they're here. We're their guardians whilst they're here, which I thought was rather lovely. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they'd like to pay for. for their own food and veterinary <laughs> treatment if we don't own them. Yeah, where's the button on the match for that? Yeah, exactly. What are your bank details? Does the dog have a button? <laughs> <laughs> Will a check do? I'm yeah, what if that dog starts ordering online once it's got, once yes. it got, it's got button literate? <laughs> Size XXL, please. Oh, man. Oh, I'm going to train your dog. What? Eight squirrels in a cardboard box on Amazon? Sorry, that's one of mine. (laughs) Oh, okay, Okay. Rex. Rex. Rex, Rex, I've told you about. Who's called someone a dog in the last... Rex in the last 30 years? Okay. Hello, is that a car down? We got a delivery for Rex. Rex? How many times have I said? <laughs> What's that? Nine tins of meat and a frisbee? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a di- we're, we're, see, in ten years' time... Yeah. yeah. Um, obviously, this won't bother me, but in ten years' time... <laughs> yeah. um, we'll see it as a normal thing that dogs speak to their owners and say what they want. Yeah, you've yeah. come round to the idea now. Things do change. Well, you know, when I was growing up, children <laughs> didn't tell adults what they wanted. Well, they just took pot lock. You basically. knew one bloke who'd been on a plane once and he turned out to be the same bloke <laughs> who had a car. Who had a car. <laughs> yeah.
Reader, I married him. <laughs> Couldn't do that then either, of course. It's different times. Different times. We didn't have marriage when I was a kid. You just jumped over the broom together. <laughs> that was official. Free spirits, as the cat world would say. <laughs> what if you got a dead cat ghost? What would that be? Oh, Frank. Oh, yeah. Do you think the cats press the buttons, Frank? If I ran over someone's cat, I think I'd knock on their door and say, before we begin, what's your view on the nine lives theory? Oh, Let's clear God. that up. It was terrifying. You would do that. Yes, before we begin, I must ask, has this happened exactly eight times? <laughs> yeah. The thing is, when all the... All the cat, the cat's missing, and you, you're claiming that, that no knowledge of it. But then there's a fresh grave on the top of the garden. <laughs> anyway, enough of that. About obviously we love cats. I, I don't actually. I'm allergic to them. They can, they can uh, take their chances out there, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and uh, the first two episodes of Frank Skinner's poetry podcast, uh, uh, the new series, are out now. And uh, I mean, there's loads of them. And uh, episode three, which I say features Simon Armitage, will be out on Wednesday. And what about this? Download it from wherever you get your podcasts. People listening at home will think he just said that off the top of his head. You could tell he did it so naturally. <laughs> OK, well, it's been lovely. Like I said, we are pre-recording the next show. So if any contact, if you just email us over the next few days and the producer may or may not remember to check that out. We'll find out. Yeah. Might get some dogs pressing buttons. Oh, God, that'd be great. (laughs) You get people posing there, posing as dogs. Just we'll get an email that says, grrr. (laughs) Anyway, um, if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out.